0: All the dialogue is either whispered or screamed. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! I love my eyes. Everything in the movie is on fire. Am I getting through to you? Alpha!
1: I said, put the bunny back in the
0: box. I love my eyes. My eyes. Ah! Calm down, Nick. Let's do our self-esteem exercises where we pay <laughs> each other compliments. We're going to have a three-way with a declaration of independence. Welcome spooks, specters, astral beings from Dimension X, alien envoys from galaxies near and far, and boogers from around the world. I am Dan, and you are listening to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. With me, as always, is my very cagey co-host, who has been known to raise a little Arizona from time to time. Faith, say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, tell them what day it is.
1: It is Monday, which means it is Cage Match Monday.
0: Get into the dojo, all of you out there. We are going to have a cage match. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Thank you to all of our returning listeners. If you have not been keeping up with this, so what we're doing, Faith, we are pitting 16 Nicolas Cage movies against one another to determine Which is the cage Faith, we have five categories, don't we? Overall movie, hair, voice, face, and Faith, this is your favorite category, isn't it? Yes. The cage factor. Ooh, it's that undefinable thing that he brings to (laughs) everything he does in life, in movies, just, just by being. And I think we're all better for Nicolas Cage being in the world. I think so. I really do. I want to tell a story real quick here and make a plea. To our listeners, is that all right? That's fine. So as you know, Faith and all of the listeners out there probably know, there are about, I don't know, 20 Nick Cage movies available on Netflix right Mm -hmm. now as we speak. Starting around 2012, he had some legal and debt problems. Uh, He was taking anything that he could get to resolve those debts, which has resulted in a category, I was going to say category, (laughs) catalog of movies Some of which are just not very good. And I watched one yesterday called, it's not the Left Behind movies, Between Worlds is the name of this. And he plays a redneck truck driver whose wife who died comes back from the other side through the daughter of another truck driver that he meets in Gulfport, Mississippi and this woman can communicate with the dead because she almost drowned when she was younger. And if you strangle her, she can get back to the other side, but she brings stuff back with her. And I'm watching this movie and I'm looking at him and you know what went through my, my mind and through my heart when I was watching this was sadness because I know that he knows this is crap and all of this stuff is beneath him. And I feel awful for him that he's been, you know, put into this you know dustbin of just irrelevancy yeah you know and but the spark is still there like he's he's there and he's trying he's not just phoning it in like he he is trying but these movies are just not very good so i want to say this at the beginning of the show and i'm going to make a plea to our listeners out there now faith and i really don't have any connections with hollywood or anyone in the industry I would like for that to change. Now, if you're out there listening and you have any connections with the industry, and this is not a get-rich-quick scheme on our part, and Faith, you know this already, I started working on a screenplay back in at the end of December into January, and I've always had Nicolas Cage in mind for this. And it's a horror movie, psychological thriller with a little bit of slasher thrown in, and I've I really believe this from the bottom of my heart that if we can get this script to him and we can get this film financed, that this really is his comeback film. And I believe that he's due a comeback. What do you think?
1: I think so, too.
0: And I don't want to give the story away. And, you know, we've joked around with with screenplay ideas Mm -hmm. on the show before. I don't want to give this away, but you know the one I'm talking about. And what do you think of that idea and what you've read of it so far?
1: I love it. I think it's... I think it definitely would be his combat movie. It it really I think it really would be.
0: It really is, and and I don't want to you know sound like I'm blowing my own horn here, but yeah. I think this is a solid story. I think it's a solid script. I really believe that he needs this. Yeah, and I think somebody just needs to tell him how awesome he is. And I just want to let everybody know from the beginning that if you've been following this, or if this is your first time in the cage match with us. We're doing this from a place of love. We genuinely (laughs) love this guy. And speaking of love, we have one movie in the cage this evening that we both really love. And another one that, well, you'll hear what we think of that movie. (laughs) But uh, Faith, what is in the cage this evening?
1: We have Raising Arizona versus Ghost Rider 2. What is it called? The spirit of... Go ahead.
0: Well, if we're going by the Idris Elba (laughs) pronunciation of the movie, it's Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. There you go. (laughs) He plays a drunk French priest in that movie named Moreau, and he pronounces Vengeance, Vengeance, which is how we will pronounce it for the remainder of the evening here on the cage match. So what we do is we're going to talk a little bit about each movie. We're going to score each movie. We're going to take the average score add them together and see which movie advances to the second round this is round five of the cage match the first bracket is set we have face off going up against faith which what is face off going up against? i don't know if i can remember uh well we'll we'll pull it up before the night is over but i know uh
1: vampire's kiss vampire's
0: kiss vampire's kiss is going up against face off and then we have mandy going up against Peggy Sue who uh-huh. got married. So we're going to see in the second in the second <laughs> bracket here what's going to be the first to advance. So Raising Arizona. Faith, I really like this movie. Me too. This came out March 13th, 1987. It was directed by the Coen brothers, also written by them. Cast here is excellent, don't you think? Mhm. Starring Nicolas Cage. Who knew he was in this movie? idea. That was a prerequisite that he had to be in each movie we do during the cage match. (laughs) He stars as Herbert H.I. McDonough, Holly Hunter as Edwina Ed McDonough. She's a twice-decorated officer of the law, by the way. Uh, Trey Wilson, the late, great Trey Wilson, by the way. He's wonderful. As Nathan Arizona Sr., John Goodman as Gail Snotes, William Forsyth as Evel Snotes, Sam McMurray as Glenn, the foreman of High who tells a lot of inappropriate Polish jokes. (laughs) Never know. We might tell one tonight. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. Francis McDormand the always awesome Francis McDormand as Dot and Randall Tex Cobb as Leonard Smalls. The budget here was 5 million. The box office was 29 million 52 million dollars adjusted for inflation. This was the Cohen Brothers second feature film and unfortunately the working relationship between Cage and the Cohens was strained. He mm-hmm. brought a lot of ideas that they just weren't going to use and so it it you know they were upset that he was bringing ideas all the time and He was upset that they weren't taking his ideas. So
1: Hmm.
0: there you go. All right. So the synopsis, when a childless couple of an ex-con and an ex-cop decide to help themselves to one of another family's quintuplets because they have more than they can handle, their lives become more complicated than they anticipated. So, Faith, this was a movie that was very polarizing when it came out 32 years ago. It's one part screwball comedy, one part live action cartoon. And there's some Flannery O'Connor, William (laughs) Faulkner. The Bible and what they call high-hick dialogue thrown in for good measure. What do you think of Raising Arizona?
1: This might be one of my favorite ones that we've done so far for the cage match.
0: This is one of my favorite movies that we've done just on the Ever. show, period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had seen this movie before, yes. right? Yes. I think everybody has pretty much it seen this It's been a long movie. time. Okay. It had been a little while for me, too, funny enough. And, I, and when I watch this movie, I end up watching it five or six times. I'll just sit there and just put it on a loop. What do you think of the Coen brothers in general? you Are a fan?
1: I am. I like them. Uh, Definitely. Th- yeah, I think this is one of my favorites of theirs, I would say. What about you?
0: Definitely one of my favorites of theirs, and I like everything that they've ever done. Yeah. So that's high praise, as they would say, in, in Cage World. <laughs> it, this is an interesting movie, though. It's really about something. It's, it's uh, their second movie. It's a crime picture at its heart like their first movie blood simple was and they enjoy the crime picture, but it's also the story of a young man learning responsibility and a whole lot of other things. There's some class stuff in there about America and all kinds of, a a, a lot of stuff. And there's a love story at the center Mm -hmm. of this too. And it's, I think it's a very sweet and hopeful movie. What do you think? I think so too. It's also probably the most quotable movie we'll ever do on this show. I know people who can sit there and do The entire movie wow it's it's amazing um we talked about peggy sue got married last week and i said i was very young when that came out so i was a year older when i saw raising arizona on a sunday morning for the first time it was on hbo (laughs) and they said you know when this came out that people either got it or they didn't i guess the cartoon aspect of it appealed to my eight-year-old self because i got it pretty fast you know (laughs) what they were doing i didn't realize what they were doing but it's so funny and it just leaves it really an impression is. and everything about this movie is absolutely wonderful. And with that said, we might have a first here on someone's side in the cage match. So faith, you love this movie. What did you score it?
1: I gave it a four. What did you give it?
0: I gave it four nicks overall. My note here is I think the first 10 minutes of this movie before the opening credits is a film unto itself and an absolute masterpiece. I love what they do in that first 10 minutes. I don't know that we'll ever have another movie on the show as quotable as this, and not only is it quotable, it's funny as hell. The rest of the movie plays out like a cartoon, and this really is at its heart a crime picture, but there's a lot of sweetness and warmth. Again, I'm repeating myself, like last week. (laughs) Everyone in the cast gets high marks, especially Holly Hunter and Nick Cage, who are one of my favorite on-screen couples of all time. They're totally relatable trailer trash, and I love them in every minute of this movie.
1: I put trailer trash in my notes, too. This is a fun trailer trash movie that makes me laugh, and I love the characters.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) they're trailer trash. And, you know, the movie doesn't judge them for being trailer Mm -hmm. trash, which I love. And speaking of the comedy in the movie, I don't know if you noticed this when you were watching it. This is kind of a Coen Brothers staple. Did you notice the way they repeat things? Mm Mm-hmm. The way the dip tet gets repeated and there's some other things that, that get repeated as the movie, you know, My Name Ain't Nathan, Arizona, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where the humor lies in this yep. movie. There's so much funny stuff in this movie. And like I said, sweet, too, yeah. at its nature. Uh, like I said, this really is one of my favorite Coen Brothers films yeah, and one of my favorite amazing. Nicolas Cage movies, too. Uh, so moving on to the hair. Faith, how did you score his hair in this outing?
1: I gave it four nicks.
0: I also gave it four nicks.
1: <laughs> Not shocked. We're
0: batting a 1,000 right now. So my note here is this quaff has a constantly disheveled look about it, almost as if, as if H.I. McDonough stuck his finger in an electric socket. <laughs> Cage also gets points for the mustache and mutton chops that he wears in the movie.
1: We were very similar because I put the greasy highlighted hair with the mustache combination really did something for me. And by that, I mean laugh
0: absolutely did you notice this so when he was incarcerated and a criminal he had the mutton chops but when he was Mm -hmm. a decent family man he had shaved them off it's almost like the hawaiian shirt and the mutton chops were like part of the uh uniform for his for the the criminals because all the criminals had the hawaiian shirts on at their wedding it was just it's so precious and so odd and funny so uh voice would you like to take this one
1: i also gave voice a four about you
0: also gave it a four. Uh, this is one of my favorite vocal performances from Cage. It's not as pronounced or exaggerated as something like Johnny Blaze in Ghost Rider with the Southern Draw. There's a sweetness to his voice here, a quiet softness that brings a lot of warmth with it, and really, especially in the voiceovers, lets you know who this guy is and how sweet he really is. And it also gives him a sense of intelligence, too. I think he's smarter than he gives himself credit for. There's a It's wonderful the way that he's written and the things he gets mm-hmm. to say in this movie as well. Um, what do you have on the voice?
1: I just like the Hickville accent he had going on. It was wonderful. It was awesome.
0: (laughs) It's wonderful. And some of these lines that he gets to say in this movie, you can tell him where he can find me at the Maricopa Correctional Facility for Men (laughs) in Tempe, Arizona. So this is really a great performance in (laughs) in a great movie. Uh, face. I went for Nick's. On the face, the sweet expressions, the funny expressions, the pleading expressions, the cartoon quality to high—it's all here.
1: And I gave it three and a half.
0: Three and a half. Yeah, you I just, agree
1: with you with all of that stuff. I just don't think it was like over the top, like right. You know, maybe Vampire's Kiss or something. Right,
0: but, right. I, I'll, but I, I'll, I'll but see I, that.
1: I, I get what you're talking about, especially for sure.
0: in the fight with Leonard Smalls at the end <laughs> when he was making those faces and and it just—he's so good. He really is. So. Faith, what did you give it? The undefinable category, the cage factor.
1: I gave it four nicks.
0: I gave it four nicks. My note here is this is really an amazing performance considering how out there he is, but also how grounded the character is. So I felt like he was really grounded even though he was Uh out there for the majority of the movie. I really can't overstate how much I love this movie. Yeah, I love it too. If it's been a while, I say this a lot on the show, if it's been a while since you've seen this, please watch it again as soon as you can, because it is absolutely hysterical and so quotable. And I'm keeping myself from doing the whole movie right now. I mean, Holly Hunter in this movie is absolutely amazing. John Goodman is amazing. Uh, William Forsyth. I mean,
1: all of them. Yes.
0: (laughs) What's your favorite Holly Hunter moment in this?
1: Oh, I like when she's in the car and he comes back from the house with no baby she's just crying.
0: (laughs) I like the moment right after that when they get the baby and she goes, I love him so much. Uh I like John Goodman when he screams when he comes out of the earth. Because you know there's a theme of birth going on in this, you know, and it's just wonderful. And let me ask you this question real quick because I had a big conversation with our good friend Kate about this. Do you think that the biker A is real? And B, uh, you know, a representation of high fears and doubts and anxieties about family life, because they say when you have a kid, you face your own mortality. Mm-hmm. So, he's definitely a lone horse rider of the apocalypse. So, do you think he's real or or imaginary? Hmm.
1: That's a good question.
0: And I really don't have an answer. I was just curious. I That's think he's. A, yeah. I think he is real, and I think he was summoned though by yeah
1: maybe the fear
0: and insecurities. <laughs> I absolutely love it, and I love this movie. Me too. So, well. So my total came out to mm-hmm. 20 and it averaged out to a perfect score our first here in the cage match yeah. our 4.0 and Faith what did yours come out to?
1: My average total was 3.9. It's pretty close to yours but that's
0: that's high praise indeed. high
1: praise I know.
0: <laughs> you know, I have a feeling that's a very good score obviously. It's uh, the best I score we've that. had on here and if this was going up against any other any other movie might have a chance possibly. There's a few that would have a chance but Unfortunately, this movie that we're about to talk about really never stood a chance. Yep. Did it? Right. Faith, would you like to introduce the movie?
1: It is Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of...
0: Vengeance. There you go. Vengeance. 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 Came out February 17, 2017, written by Scott M. Gimple, Seth Hoffman, and David S. Goyer from a story by David S. Goyer. And he, uh, this is what's infuriating about this to me. He worked on the Blade Trilogy, the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight Trilogy, Man of Steel, And Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Now, a lot of people have some problems with some of those movies, but he's a very capable writer. Mm Do you see where I'm going with this? I know
1: exactly where you're going.
0: (laughs) This was directed by Mark Neveldine and Brian Taylor, the auteurs behind Crank and Crank High Voltage. Do you ever see those movies? I don't think so. But Jason Statham, where he has to keep his heart rate above Mm -mm. a certain amount. Pretty interesting, pretty pretty frantic, kinetic movies. Sounds cool. Yeah, so it starred Nicolas Cage, no surprise there, wow. as Johnny Blaze, Syrian Hines as Rourke slash Mephistopheles, Violante Placico, Placiso.
1: <laughs>
0: we're going to call her the pretty girl, as Nadia <laughs> Ketch, Johnny Whitworth as Ray Kerrigan slash Blackout, Christopher Lambert, the Highlander himself as Methodius, and that's a blink and you can miss it performance, he's in it for just a moment. Fergus Reardon as Danny Ketch and Idris Elba as Moreau. This was made for between 57 and 75 million. Couldn't get an exact figure on it. Made 51 million upon its release, 58 million adjusted for inflation. So it really didn't make its budget back. So the synopsis here Johnny Blaze, aka the Ghost Rider, aka the Spirit of Vengeance, is back. And this time he's in Eastern Europe protecting the son of the devil and trying to rid himself of his curse. This is to date Cage's last major theatrical release. This is the last one for his tax and debt issues forced him into the exile of video on demand films. And as we said at the beginning of this show, it is very unfortunate. And if you know anyone in the industry who might know someone attached to him or Nicolas Cage personally, please we have a script for him. I'm not kidding. And I think it's really, really, really a great idea. So, Faith, what did you think of Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance?
1: You know, I didn't really think much of it. <laughs> it's not my favorite. It's
0: I just, think it's an improvement on the first one slightly, but it's, it's still just... it's.
1: I zoned out again.
0: Yeah. I feel bad for him in this movie yeah. because he's trying. You know, we talked about that with the video on the See, man And you know, It's
1: not him. In this movie it's just the movie overall
0: you know right uh so my note here is uh, i feel bad for cage because he's so game and the movie around him just isn't very good isn't an action flick a horror flick the bright colors of the original are gone and replaced by washed out sodium yellows it's a riff on terminator 2 judgment day but instead of arnold cyborg becoming more human through interacting with a kid cage's blaze starts to find his humanity again but this isn't terminator 2 that's a four-star movie this is not very good. No. It never, and it's about 92 minutes, and I paused it 30 minutes in thinking I was an hour in, and I went, oh, dear Lord.
1: Me too. I have
0: another hour of this. And I kept it,
1: pausing, and I'm like, how long do I have left? Oh, my Yeah. Lord.
0: And it's not him.
1: No, it's not him at all.
0: It's not him. It's not the cast. No. It's just the pacing and mm-hmm. the script. and
1: Because, I mean, not to uh, jump the gun, but I gave him some pretty good marks on other things, but it's the movie overall it just
0: yeah you know it's a shame it's yeah. a shame so how did you score the movie
1: i gave it a one and a half i said this movie is slightly more entertaining than the first one but it doesn't do anything for me like i said i zoned out watching this movie like i did the first one
0: yeah uh, i gave it two uh because idris elba <laughs> uh my note here is idris elba is a welcome addition to the cast and some of the sequences are kind of impressive, but this doesn't revel in it's trashiness like Drive Angry does. <laughs> it lacks a sense of humor. That's what I was getting. It yeah. didn't have a sense of humor about itself. I think to do a Ghost Rider movie, it needs to be somewhere between a John Carpenter movie and a classic Universal monster film. I do like the redesign of the writer and like that Cage actually performs the motion capture on him, which he didn't do in the first movie. And you can tell the difference. I actually do like the story. The, the, right. the bare bones of the story, because yes. it's like a 70s cult movie, like Drive Angry, mm-hmm. but Drive Angry is a much better movie. And to me, it's the best Ghost Rider movie that is not even a Ghost Rider right. movie. So it just falls flat. I did give it to – I like Idris Elba and Cage. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at on that. Uh, next category, Hair. How did you score Hair.
1: I also gave it 1.5. I said his hair really didn't do anything for me. Nothing too lavish, nothing too out of the box. It was just an average head of hair.
0: I gave it two. Uh, thinking a lot along the same lines as you. Uh, my note here is I'm not sure if this is a hairpiece or if he had work done, but this pretty standard <laughs> cage co- coif. This is pretty standard cage coif. <laughs> this is what you'd see him wearing in interviews or out and about. I actually prefer the look Johnny had in the original film. At least that was trying to have personality. <laughs> So right. uh voice, I went three nicks. How'd you score voice? I give
1: it three and a half. Give it three and a half. Mm-hmm. I liked his
0: voice here. He
1: had more of that weird Nick Cage thing going on, yes. dragging out his words and emphasizing stuff, you know.
0: Right. Uh that's a great point because I actually have a point about that I want to share. Okay. Uh so he has some great lines here. Uh grenades. <laughs> you're the devil's baby mama. That's I have
1: you're, that in mind. Yeah. He says about on the road. You're, can't do you're it a bad
0: man. I forget how he said you're a bad man, but he had a great <laughs> delivery. And then we had a pre-Mandy moment here. The, uh, you know, you rip my shirt moment from Mandy makes an appearance here a few years earlier with he's scraping at the door. Should I do it? Yes. He's scraping at the door. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, my point is um, his voice and his delivery. Nicholas Cage reminds me of a great jazz soloist, a great jazz soloist. Is going to be bopping along, you know, and then you're going to hear something melodically or rhythmically that you're going to go, what? That's going to catch your ear. That's what the great soloists do or play spaces or or great things. Just listen to a John Coltrane album. You'll hear exactly what I'm talking about. But that's him. That comes out of him. He's like a great jazz soloist. I really, I stand by that assessment too. He's like, he's musical with his delivery of these lines. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Let's see face. How'd you go on face? Three and a half. 2.5. He doesn't go too far out. But I do like his expressions in the interrogation scene when he's interrogating the guy. Yeah. And I do like the close up transformations when he's turned into a writer on the motorcycle mm-hmm. and we see the, like the real quick cuts and he's kind of frantic. You know, I that's, like those faces. That's basically why. Those are
1: literally in. my notes to you. Okay. I, yeah. I think they stood out. I think.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cage factor. The undefinable cage factor. I gave
1: it a three. 2.5. All
0: right. 2.5. He's really trying here. And I feel like if they would have embraced his caginess and built the picture around that, it would be a better outing. It's a shame because he deserves better than this, and we deserve a proper Ghost Rider movie. It's a shame we didn't get it with him because he's the right guy. I feel, like we, I feel like we missed out because he is the right guy to play the character. I have sympathy for him in those scenes where he's on the run. He's the perfect guy to play an antihero. It's really a shame this doesn't work as well as it should. Drive Angry is the best Ghost Rider movie. I liked him in those scenes where he's like popping pills and you know and mm-hmm. trying to be cool and and keep it together.
1: That he, too, but I think there's like a like a lack of darkness or something. It to, like is it know? like an
0: action movie? It looks like a really low budget action movie. Like, it just looks cheap.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying like in general, like as his character, as this movie, there needs to be like I feel like it's too. You said cheaper. It's just too.
0: No personality. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it. I feel like he should have been involved in the creative end of this. I too. really do. Like, Nick, me what are you going to do? Oh, I want my head to be on fire. and yeah. I want to do these, you know, because <laughs> he's wonderful. He's, you know, he's game. He's the best thing in the movie and think, you know, it's a bad movie. Yeah. It's just a bad movie. So my total came out to 12 okay. for an average of 2.4 Nicks.
1: My average total is 2.6 Nicks.
0: You were a little kinder. To it than i was but, because like not so, much i but,
1: didn't i didn't hate him in it yeah. i actually really enjoyed him in it i just didn't care for what was happening
0: yeah, and i like the story which yeah. goes to show you like i, I really dug it i like what they were mm-hmm. doing but i stand by it drive angry is the best uh the best ghostwriter movie it, yeah. and it's not even a ghostwriter movie exactly. so well we are going to take a very short pause we have a new sponsor for the cage match it is Nouveau Shaman by Cage, a new cologne that is available in Cozy Corner and around the world in fine fragrance stores. So we're going to average up these scores and we will be right back. Nouveau Shaman. Nouveau Shaman, the new fragrance by Cage. A unique blend of chest hair, weirdness, strangeness, and one Academy Award. Nouveau Shaman. Nouveau Shaman. The scent that will rip your face off. Nouveau Shaman. Nouveau Shaman by Cage. Available in fine fragrance stores in Cozy Corner and around the world. Nouveau Shaman. Well, we'd like to thank the fine people at Nouveau Shaman by Cage for the lovely <laughs> ad that they sent us. Faith, hey, that was good, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Are you going to get some of that?
0: I'm already wearing it. Right. I hear that uh, every bottle has a little bit of cage sweat in it.
1: Well, all right.
0: Yeah, that stuff That stuff is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. We love him here on the Late Night Fright. So, Faith, I already know which film won, but what did it come out to?
1: Um, Raising Arizona came out to 3.95 nicks.
0: Very good. And Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. And I don't want you to give me the score until you try saying Vengeance.
1: Vengeance.
0: There you go. A little bit like Pepe Le Pew, right? Vengeance. 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 See, when you do it, it's got like this sweet kind of sexy appeal to it. Like, Vengeance. 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 I'm French. I'm French. <laughs> what did Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, Vengeance.
1: come
0: up to? 2.5, mix. 2.5. That's actually a little higher than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> a little bit. It goes to show you how great he was in the movie, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, well, that's going to move on to the next round in bracket two. And next week we have, Faith, what do we have in the dojo next week?
1: We have, uh, I already forgot, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Versus National Treasure Book of Secrets.
0: This might be very interesting to tell you the truth.
1: I haven't seen Book of Secrets in years have
0: you seen snake eyes
1: i think i've seen part maybe part okay of i feel like i have
0: so brian de palma who did carrie directed that and right. this might get very interesting next week Yes, um, i've
1: always liked the psychic national treasure i do too i haven't seen it i haven't seen it in, seen so it in a long. long time yeah we so used this, to, we used to watch these in junior high all the time mm-hmm. for some odd reason that's probably for like how long i've seen it they're
0: fun yeah. they're fun so well this was fun yes it was no surprise here, though, that Raising Arizona <laughs> with a legit shot to win the whole thing. And I do want to say here, so when we get to round two, we're going to add a category. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just going to be going based off of the scores. Right. We're going to add a category and then we're going to you know move into the next round. So basically what I'm saying is once we get through these introductory uh, rounds with the two movies, it's going to move pretty fast. It'll just be one episode. We're going to determine the champion right there right. Uh, after These are done. So, And then we're going to have a special bonus episode on Nicolas Cage himself. And we're going to talk about whether or not he is a genius. And I have some thoughts on that I would like to share. And Faith, I know you have some thoughts on that you'd like to share. And we'll talk about maybe some of his other movies, too, that didn't make the cut here and why they didn't make the cut. It's so hard to pick 16 to do this because there are certain things that you know you need in there for it to have a shot. So, well, again, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. This has been fun it has been anything else to add faith i think that's it well congratulations to raising arizona no surprise there (laughs) (laughs) i am dan and i am Faith, and we want to remind you to keep Keep your your cage cage on on a a leash. leash we will see you on the other side Dan. And I am Faith. And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's
1: what I like to call it, the interweb.
0: www.LatenightFright.com, and we are also on the Gram.
1: We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright podcast, or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien.
0: You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found.
1: You got that right.
0: We'll see you on the other side.